0: Alright. Hello, everyone. This is your common power podcast host, Julia. It is Friday, February 4th. It's 3.07 p.m. Um, and we're here again today with another episode of tea time with Ben and Julia. Ben, say your hellos. <laughs> Hi, I'm Ben. Hello. <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> oh my God, my voice broke. Whoo. Anyway, so I have a special announcement. So these Tea Time with Ben and Julia, we're going to run these podcast episodes. We're going to have one of them a month. So once a month we're going to be here together talking about these difficult issues. Um we decided on once a month because we really want to one give our give our listeners some time to process some of the heavy topics that we're discussing and then also um for us to kind of like think more carefully about the topics that we're talking about and reflect. So, you know, more time for everybody is always good. Um, Also, that gives me the chance to invite other speakers and other topics on this podcast as well. So we don't, um, what is it? Monopolize the podcast. (laughs) So yeah, Ben, do you want to start us off today? Sure. Okay. I just want to call out one thing
1: um happy new year to all those that celebrate lunar new year um that was this past tuesday on february 1st and uh both Julie and i both uh celebrate lunar new year so we were just catching up about that but i do want to share a little bit about stuff and i don't know if like you do this too but like i went to so many temples dude i went to like two i i would have gone to three um but they were like no that's too far away and i'm going home today too to like see a lion dance show and eat another family hot pot because in vietnam um that is how we like call this time is not one day it's like an entire period from the new moon which is when new year starts until the full moon which is on the 15th this year so technically my new year lasts two weeks
0: yeah, actually it's the same in Chinese culture too. The the new year is like a two-week long celebration. Uh everybody in China takes two weeks off and we just hang out with family and eat food. But also, real quick, I would also like to say on February 1st was also Black History Month, so happy Black History Month too. Our Asian and Black communities stand in solidarity with each other, so love love all y'all. Uh for my Lunar New Year though, uh, I ate like two feasts and I was like super fat and I got red envelopes so my uh my cash reserves are looking a little plump after I'm very happy because December left me dry so so I'm I'm feeling quite uh, prosperous starting off in
1: 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh my gosh, I needed all that luck because you know this year's a year of the tiger. And um, I'm turning 24 this year. So if you're turning like a multiple of 12, you were born in the year of the tiger. Um, and if this is like your year and you believe in this, which I do, um, it's going to be tumultuous. Like my aunt in Vietnam told me like, well, you go to the temple. You have to pray real hard. You have to pray for your family, you have to pray for yourself, you have to pray for luck, pray for prosperity, pray for all the things like to go your way. Because if you don't, you're going to be carried in a river of fate and with no control. I'm like, what? So, yeah, that's what happens when, you know, your zodiac year comes around. Wait,
0: Ben, are you a tiger? Yeah, I'm a tiger. Oh, my God, you're a tiger. Oh, my gosh. Wait. What are you? I am a snake. I was born in 2001. (laughs) Okay, okay. But, Ben, that is so interesting. I was just going to talk about that. This year, like, you got to be careful. (laughs) Because whenever, like, my year comes around. Okay, this year, okay, my dad and my brother are also tigers. And in the family group chat, my dad texted, he was like, okay, 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 my brother's name is William, he's like, okay, William, what brand of underwear do you like? He's like, on your year, you have to wear, like, red underwear to, like, protect you from the evil spirits that will try to steal your wealth and possibly other things? I'm not going to get into that. Um, So my brother didn't reply. <laughs> he left my dad on red. Um... So I, I don't know if, like, then, like, you guys pract- do that tradition as well, but I think for my family, that's like, one of the weirdest.
1: Interesting. It's so interesting, like, the many different ways that everybody celebrates Lunar New Year. No, my family, okay, my family just, like, have me pray really, really hard and then um, <laughs> give me tons of money to protect myself. Um and like make sure that I do all the ceremonies correctly. So like I had to like repeat after my mom during the uh, um the New Year's Eve ceremony to invite the gods and our ancestors to come meet with us into our house. So like I like I fucked up on the line and she was like, Nope, say it again and I was like, oh, Okay Oh my
0: god. <laughs> you know my yeah. my dad like burns money and incense on the New Year to like send it to our ancestors. Like, if you, I'm sure you know, but if you go into like any grocery store, you can buy like paper money and it has like the bill denominations are like one billion, one zillion dollars. I know. (laughs) Burn it and apparently it sends it to your ancestors and wherever they are. So, good for them. I hope they're rich and they're wealthy and fat and happy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hmm. Okay. Do you want me I, wait, so you have a story to share, Julia. Do you wanna start sharing that? Oh yes, yes. And then this story will segue from our current topic into the main topic of today's podcast. So for this Lunar New Year, this year was the first time that my family didn't celebrate with just my family. So um, my brother has a girlfriend whose family adopted her from China. So basically they are a very traditionally white family. Um, and her mom and dad and aunt and uncle joined us for Lunar New Year this year. So this was like the first time anybody outside of my, quote unquote, outside of my family um, joined us for our celebrations, which was very like new and like a little scary and intimidating. Um, like kind of because this is such like a precious holiday to us, like it's really a big sign of respect and love that like we invited them to our meal. Um, so anyways, it was a really, really amazing dinner, um, they were super respectful, um, they came into the house wearing red, uh, which is what you traditionally wear on New Year's, they were super respectful, they brought, like, a lucky bamboo inside of, like, a tiger pot, um, and, like, the whole time, like, during the meal, they ate with chopsticks, they never asked for, like, a spoon or fork, um, and, like, during one instance, my, there's a, there's, like, a Chinese kind of alcohol it's very strong it's like 50% alcohol and it's like very fruity kind of plum like um basically sh- hard liquor and my dad was like here you go drink this and they were like okay they're like so do we uh do we take it all in one go or do we sip on it and my dad's like no 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 sip on it sip on it you will you will probably die if you take too many shots of this um and they they were like like the the uncle especially was like sipping on it and he was like mm. it's like this is this is delicious like we have a very similar like hard alcohol um like this in like Europe so like it was very cool we were like exchanging our culture exchanging food laughing really having a good time and they were super respectful um of our culture and I don't know they made us feel really comfortable even though I'm pretty sure we made them uncomfortable but it was like really good. So yeah, so that story is going to bridge into our main topic today. Today, Ben and I are going to talk about white comfort. Ben, would you like to define roughly what white comfort is?
1: I will try my best. Like, I feel like um, I'll define it in terms of like how how I view it from my perspective. Um, Like white comfort is like when I am putting my own feelings, my own thoughts and my own um, sense of security, like either physically, emotionally or otherwise, um, to below. So to ensure a white person's comfort or like a sense of, of security of themselves. And that can look like in multiple ways. You know, I think I think this topic follows very well with our apology um podcast that we did earlier where like in a lot of apologies when like uncomfortable topics or like difficult topics like oh I made a microaggression against you like my my instinct like my reflex is like and this is not a good reflex is to be like oh that's okay everybody makes mistakes you know um that's all right um thank you for coming out to me um and talking but it's okay you're fine you're fine like you're fine when it's clearly not fine to me Is me prioritizing your
0: comfort over my sense of self. So like that's how I would see it. Yeah, I think I think that Ben, I love your definition because you're like positioning yourself in that definition is like when like for me as like a Chinese American young woman. um, Yeah, yeah. Like when I put my feelings second to that of like a white person's to make them feel comfortable while in turn simultaneously making myself feel uncomfortable. So, so the reason why, like, let's tie it to like my previous story, my previous story is really interesting. And it was a good meal because actually in that instance, at that Lunar New Year dinner, my comfort was prioritized over like, like a white person's comfort. And for me, that was like a pretty, pretty rare dynamic um in my life um in everyday situations and like I just felt really appreciated and seen and heard and I don't know it was it was interesting like experiencing it from the other side so so let's see so like now that we've like kind of talked about like a a textbook definition of white comfort like been for you like how does white comfort show up in your everyday life because I know for me like it's it's like very subtle you know
1: it is it's absolutely subtle and there's a lot of nuance in there like a lot of different dynamics are that are going on and so for one I think white comfort is both um placing their comfort in front of you and also comforting them like literally comforting them um like you are both Oh my gosh, wait, no. Like, you see tears like about to well up, and you're like, oh fuck, um, now I did something wrong because you're not supposed to make people cry. Um, but at the same time, okay, let me take a step back. Um, things, it for me, why comfort shows up at most in like confrontations or like the potential of conflict. Um, because if things are, like, um, coming to, like, a head on, like, okay, are we, is no one going to talk about this really glaring race issue if I bring it up, and someone's, like, oh, my gosh, I I totally did not realize that. I didn't mean to, like, you know, ignore it or whatever. I'm not like that, and then is it, like, my place to be, like, okay, we're just going to talk about it, like, we're just, you know, or is it, or is my other reaction going to be, like, okay, it's fine, you're fine, you know, we're going to we will talk about it. You're fine. Don't don't get upset. Right. Um, do I have to put in that work? Right. So and it's not and sometimes it's not even like a big thing. Sometimes I just do it without like even thinking about it, because for me, it's like, oh, my gosh, why are you upset? How do I make you not being upset? Like how what am I supposed to do here? I don't even know why you're upset. um, And and like, I don't know how to continue forward in this interaction without comforting you
0: right you know yeah so
1: like I kind of want to talk about that a little bit more like how do we continue forward if we recognize this is a problem of white comfort and without you know resorting to comforting them
0: right in in the context of like apologies from our previous podcasts. so yeah I feel the same instinct as like when a white person apologizes to me I feel the work not only when a white person apologized to me when anybody apologizes to me i feel the urge to comfort them but it becomes kind of like racially colored when it's between like a bipoc person versus white person there's like additional layers to that um especially if it's in the context of like a white person said something like a microaggression to you or something racist to you and then you feel the urge to comfort them and i just think that's a really weird feeling that i get like i I don't think i should have the responsibility to comfort them it's just i don't know why like
1: yeah so let's break this down julia let's break this down okay so we let's let's put ourselves in this conversation right we um someone's apologizing to us it kind of came out like out of the blue out of the side right we're not sure what's going on um and your instinct is to comfort them or and mine as well why is that the instinct let's break it down i think for me the first layer is that if I don't comfort them, this is going to turn ugly, okay. is my first, is the first fear for me,
0: yeah. Ugly how so? Like, they're going to get mad at me, or they're going to start yeah, I, crying? Or...
1: I think it, it can go multiple ways, and, like, I get anxious about it, of, like, the possibilities that, like, A, If I like don't respond in a comforting way, it's going to be like, oh, my gosh, why aren't you like being empathetic? Um, I'm apologizing to you right now. Like they don't say it out loud, but that's like the attitude and the tone that starts to shift towards, you know, like. Like what? How are you responding to me? Respond to me, you know, Um, or it could turn into the way that's like. um, Oh, okay, this is useless then. Like they can be thinking, oh, this is useless. Why am I even apologizing? If, you know, this is not going to go towards like a happy ending, their version of a happy ending where I'm like, oh, you're fine. This is fine. We can move on. Happy hug kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's one for me.
0: Yeah, I I think when we feel that urge to comfort them, it is once again like placing their comfort over ours, because in reality, they should be the ones comforting us. Right. Because they're apologizing. To us so so it's and I almost feel like the urge to comfort comes out of a place of like I almost like want to end how uncomfortable we both feel right now to like not Mm. have to deal with it like like okay I don't want to have a hard conversation with you right now I don't want to make you cry I don't want to have a fight with you right now about this so I'll just say it's okay your words don't hurt me that much I forgive you
1: yes yeah especially even if that like diminishes like what you feel and how you feel um it it's like might be it might be better than like what harm you might keep on having Mm -hmm. if you continue this conversation in a way um and so like it's for one it's kind of like protective layer for us and then also a a buffer for the white person to be like okay i'm fine i'm good I'm gonna just keep on cruising, you know?
0: Right, right. Oh, it is. So, like, in those situations, Ben, for you and I, like, how do we approach that? How do we deal? Yes. With, do we not comfort them? Or, I don't know, because, like, I, I still, like, like, I, I still love everybody. Like, I, I love, like, I love this person, I love this community, and it's just like, how do you comfort how do you show them love without necessarily diminishing my own comfort? Right. Like I feel like we can have a constructive conclusion to
1: whatever problem that we're having without compromising that love. Um yeah. it could, it could compromise comfort, but I don't think I don't know. I, always, I don't think that you need to be 100 percent comfortable for it um, to to show that love. Right. Um, I think. In the sense of like. OK, so maybe in the moment we can think about, like, would you would you even bring up this topic? How uh would you even say that, like. OK, I understand where you're coming from, uh, but this is how I'm feeling
0: yeah
1: yeah and those two can be like and it's like those two can
0: happen at the same time yeah mm-hmm. like, you know yeah I'm I'm looking at um one of our like live chatters right now um Michael Key hello thank you for joining us today and he he's expressing the viewpoint that you know expressing yourself is like one of the most important things that we should do right like even when confronted with like somebody else's like strong emotions, like we, we still need to express how we feel in a loving and caring fashion. And like, like we can do both, I guess. Like we can prioritize their comfort and then also prioritize our comfort. It's a, it's not a either or, it can be an and. Like, hey, I hear what you're saying and I appreciate that. But um Yeah, I like But it's not like but it's it's
1: not like if I compromise myself so that um this reaches an end that you want to see, then that's not a good ending for both of us. Right, right. 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 Yeah. We we need to
0: like, compromise not- ourselves.
1: Exactly. And I feel like I think for me, the problem is, is that, like, I understand that I should say this. I understand that, like, this is something um, that needs to be said for both me and you. I just it's really hard to do it in the moment where you have all these la- other layers because we're young. We're BIPOC um, and all these layers of power, you know, that comes out of it. It's like if I don't if I if this doesn't end the way that a white person would want to end it, what repercussions would that have for me, it's like what goes on in my head, and I don't know if that's warranted, if that's like something that I should invest a lot of energy into thinking about, but it does, I do think about that, as I'm like in the middle of these conversations, Um and so. How does that even go, Julia, if we want if we want to be like, you know what, I'm not going to compromise myself just because you are uncomfortable. This is making me uncomfortable. Um, but we're not going to end it so that I am less uncomfortable and you're more comfortable because that doesn't work. Right. How, how how
0: does that conversation even flow? Um, I mean, I think it, it definitely takes practice, like getting to a point where it's like you are acknowledging and hearing out the other person while also protecting your own feelings and your own comfort. So, so like, I don't know. Do do you want to role play? Oh yeah. Okay. Do you want to role play? I feel like, okay. 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 So yes,
1: let's just do it and then see what comes out of it.
0: Okay. Can I be Uh, um, the person approach, the white person approaching you?
1: Okay. I'll go ham. I'll go ham. This is like me like saying no compromise, We are going to get through this together with both of our comfort levels kind of on the on the even. okay? Okay.
0: All right. Okay. All right, Ben. Hey, Ben. What's up, Julia? Hey. Hey, I just wanted to apologize for the other day. Um, I realize I may have said a microaggression when I said that you're good at math.
1: Is that an apology? First of all, is that an apology?
0: yes sorry i i mean to apologize um i would like to apologize for the microaggression i said the other day that because you're asian you're really good at math and i i'm sorry for that and i, I appreciate how so awful
1: oh i i mean i appreciate that apology shula it did make me feel awful as well like hearing it because it seems that i can't escape that t- stereotype even though i'm in a field so further away from math it's not even funny um i think
0: yeah it also it also hurt me and I'm I'm really sorry that that hurt you and I and I also feel really guilty that that hurt you but I hope that we can continue to have conversations about these stereotypes and microaggressions and assumptions that I have about certain groups of people and we can continue to foster healthy dialogue.
1: Yes, I would like that as well. Um, I'm glad that you're taking up on yourself to learn about these more and to check yourself um, and to acknowledge that, you know, you sometimes do harm on others. So I, that takes a lot of courage. And I appreciate you coming up for
0: that. Thank you. End scene. Okay, see? And scene. Okay. That was good, Ben. See, you you were like, this. okay, so like this person approached you. They're like, I'm hurt. And you're like, okay, I hear that you're hurt. But you know what? I'm hurt too. Yes. Yeah. I also even feel like it could
1: be better because, like, in the sense that, like, okay, you're apologizing. Um, How do you end it? It felt like we're, like, there was, like, a spot for both of us where we were, like, how do we end this? <laughs> yeah. 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 I was trying so hard to not say the words it's fine or you're fine. Yeah. I was, like,
0: yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I just think it, it comes with practice, like we're not going to learn it in one day. But I'm happy that we started this conversation. I do too. And I think
1: I think having um, at least like having this conversation and having your relationship, Julia, has given me the confidence to like make these conversations. I can't imagine myself like having that kind of conversation where I'm like calling out white comfort or calling out myself and uh, placing white comfort ahead of mine without having the support group right Right. without having um someone to be like did that shit just happen or like <laughs> am I doing this
0: right? Yeah, right you know
1: building that confidence to even start is is I think critical but
0: yeah well then you and I are learning and I'm happy to be in this journey with you to Same. better our community and better ourselves too yes
1: and To listeners out there, this is not the last time we talk about white comfort. You know, diving into such a topic so deep in just like a short amount of time is not enough. Yeah. Um. It's also not what our podcast does. So these themes will crop up as we continue to do more.
0: It's not a one and done. Right. And and listeners, like I would like you, I would like to pose a little thought scenario for you, in your own life, if you're a BIPOC person when have you sacrificed your comfort to provide like a white person comfort? When have you like, how do you say under your own comfort for the sake of others? And for our like white listeners out there, are there instances where you recognize like, wow, my comfort is being prioritized over this, like a BIPOC person's comfort. I think the first step to, addressing issues like this is simply like recognizing when it's happening and just starting to do something about it. Right. Yeah. And I feel like
1: explicitly calling it out helps too. Like, um, like there was like sometimes where I have to like sit with myself and said that like, damn, I really prioritize that white person's comfort just to like make it real, right. you know? Right. And I think it might work the other way too. If you're, if you're thinking about like um, from a white person perspective, just hard for me because I'm not white. Um, if you maybe it would be easier to say out loud that like,
0: wow, my comfort was prioritized in that moment. Right. I I I think we've emphasized a lot how white comfort can be harmful to BIPOC folks, but in the same manner, I think white comfort is harmful to white folks as well because that. When white comfort is prioritized, like your BIPOC friends, family, whatever, are not being upfront or honest with you about the things that they're dealing with Mm -hmm. or communicating with you correctly because they're scared of shit hitting the fan, (laughs) you know? Yeah.
1: And for your own um, development, I don't know, maybe like being your comfort being prioritized means that you're not learning what you set out to learn. Right. What if like your goal was to be uncomfortable, was to like be in the midst of these issues so you can grow. Mm-hmm. And um and like this issue of like having your comfort being prioritized limits you from that goal. Right. I think explicitly calling out that like I am willing to be uncomfortable and I can accept you checking me on that comfortableness. It's kind of like a, I trust you um to call me out on this yeah. and I trust myself to do better when I'm yeah. called out.
0: Yeah, I look, if anybody ever said that to me, they're like, you know, I, I recognize my position and privilege and I recognize that my comfort is often prioritized. And you know what? I don't like that. I want to be made uncomfortable. Call me out. Check me like I would be like, do, do you want to go? Do you want to grab some lunch together? <laughs> like I would be so happy. I would feel so touched, so like loved and seen. Um, yeah, it's, it's a point like, of trust. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, and to our, uh, a question from our listener, what is BIPOC? We apologize. We haven't like clarified that term. It stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. Um, B-I-P-O-C. So we just kind of like announce it as like BIPOC. I hope that clarifies
0: things. Right. That's correct. All right. Well, I think that's everything for today. Thank you so much, listeners, for listening. We love you all. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you in our next episode.